The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. Our show is about everything that has to do with surfing, the culture, the music, the art, and the sport itself. No matter where you're from, no matter what you do, get ready to get stoked. Now, here are your hosts, JJ and the Dark. Yo, this is JJ. We're here from gorgeous, beautiful, absolutely stunning San Clemente, California. And we are live, and we are stoked, and we got some special guests here today, and we got some special topics. Doctor, talk to the doctor. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, well, we are here in San Clemente. Proud to be from here from San Clemente, and uh, we're going to introduce... A couple of really awesome guests today. We're going to talk about a lot of subjects as always, but the main topic today is going to be kind of, uh, you know, a little different for us. We're going to talk about marijuana, legal marijuana, how that relates to our surf culture and whether you like it or not. It does. And yeah. uh, today we're going to talk about all kinds of aspects of that. To do that, we're going to talk with John Brower. Hey, John, how you doing? Great, great. Thanks for inviting me. All right. And Brent Euler, how are you doing? Good. It's good to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. Well, great to have you guys. And let's just, let's lead in. Jeff. Okay, great. Well, I, you know, coming coming in uh, to a topic like this, I, 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 of course, being the Reverend JJ here, have my kind of, my own opinions on it that I'm I'm not really, I've never really been someone that, uh, that uses it in any way, shape, or form. Other than when my uh, way back in the day when my first son was born, it was a stress release. I thought I was going to completely just have an aneurysm and blow up, implode. But uh, I was on the North Shore, got into it a little bit of time there. That was it. And uh, since so you then, smoked one joint in your life. Is that what you're saying? Basically, just went through a little. Or was phase. it one bong hit? <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a short phase. I can neither uh, confirm nor deny that comment. <laughs> so, you, so you're saying you purchased illegal marijuana <laughs> in a baggie? I never purchased. I, I uh, found it on the side of the road. Anyways, in our sport, he got turned on. <laughs> in our sport, it, uh, it, it it can be prevalent. It can be. You know, kind of. I don't like the stereotypical Jeff Spicoli type from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High idea of, oh, you're a surfer, oh, you're a stoner. It's not like that at all, especially in this day and age. Has it been eh, to a certain degree, probably back in the, uh, I don't know, 60s to 80s? I'm, I'm not sure, but what you think that that at one point uh, that Jeff Spicoli was an actual prototype? Mm, there was, I don't know, maybe I'll say 70s. A lot of the guys coming down. I mean, maybe. I mean, it was like, yeah, dude, what's up, dude? I mean, it was a real. I was around in the seventies. I was definitely around in the seventies, and uh, it was definitely a time of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Thank God. But the thing is, is uh, you know, I don't really find that that Spicoli type was ever legitimate. I mean, I thought we laughed at that movie and that character because he kind of mocked what it really meant to do that, Mister Handman. Yeah, it just wasn't really the truth but the truth is that no matter what in our culture you know it's kind of always been there 
on one level or another. And here we are today, if we flash forward from Spicoli at Stony Spicoli at Ridgemont High to today, here in California, we have a thing called legal marijuana. It's actually a medically approved substance, okay? But it's still controversial, you know? So uh, as, as, as people think we're moving toward legalization, which they have in Colorado, which is kind of an incubator for legal marijuana, also in Washington, recently in Oregon, also in Alaska, Sure, the whole West Coast. Basically, the whole West Coast, except us. Right, right. You know, we're yeah. right around the corner for us. Yeah. It, it kind of it became, can become a topic. I mean, like, how do we feel about the emergence of marijuana beyond an underground substance that everyone kind of at least dabbled with? Not everyone, but, you know, it's fair to say that over 50% of all surfers have at least smoked weed. Or, fair to say? Yeah, for sure. I think over 50%. Probably, so yeah, the question yeah. is, what I want to pose is... Is it positive? Let's go with this. Is it positive athletically? Let's get away from the medical thing because you know I don't think we really need to get too worried whether that that's kind of a medical thing. But athletically, whether it be stress or any in any way, do you think using smoking weed can be positive for you, uh, Brent? Let's go with you on uh, you know competing athletically. The things that I see today with the young people is that they use it as an escape and as an excuse to get high with their friends whether they be any kind of high school athlete because if you want to focus on the youth Mm -hmm. that's our underculture below us that Mm -hmm. are coming up and they are our future well is it is it a subliminal twist and is it okay just because the state's going to end up approving it? Well, so and are they all going to go run and get their cards and buy their buds and start smoking? So would you say that it's it, going to be okay? Is it, is it a positive or a negative athletically? athletically? Yeah. I think it's negative for an athlete to be doing anything at a CIF level. Or how well, about even how about even professional level? World professional tour. level, world tour level. Because I'll quote Dino. Remember when Dino. Okay, I, I'm really close to Dino, and back in the day when he was a U.S. champ, and he had come on the world tour, I don't want to throw him under the bus here, but he's been, he hasn't smoked for over 20 years. Yeah. So amazing to see someone who, we know, was younger. We grew up on the streets. I mean, yeah. we smoked weed, okay? Yeah. And he was quoted in a magazine from this, like, chart house ad they were doing, and it said, if you smoke, you lose. And he truly believed in his heart that when he would burn... He would like just not have that competitive edge, although he did burn a lot. He just really felt like, man, that's it's not helping me win. It's not I'm not winning as a result. So here's someone that was prolific, that totally competed, that won, and really believed that, you know, smoking weed did not contribute toward his winning. We could go on the list, but let's go yeah. the other way. Let's say Slater. Slater's known to uh, not, you know, he's a very clean living individual. I think it's fair to say he's also a winning individual. Yeah, very much so. For yeah. sure, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, uh, John, what do you think about it, you know, in terms of athletically? I think uh, as far as the competitive edge uh, being softened, yeah, there's probably some of that. It probably takes a little bit of that, that fight out of you. Um, uh, as far as uh, loosening you up and, and helping you feel the sensations and find the flow and... and uh, um, get into a, a more spiritual state. Um, it was real helpful for me uh, growing up and surfing to uh, help me, uh, uh, you know, not be so overcome by the crowd and uh, kind of find my place in the water and, mm-hmm. and uh, 
find that flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked up a bunch of injuries as a youngster, and, and so uh, as I was surfing a lot through my teen years and 20s and 30s, uh, it helped me kind of keep going and enjoy the session uh, regardless of what uh, pain I might have been in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I agree that it can be abused. And um, I also feel like the, the, our recent medical research into other cannabinoids like CBD um, really point toward... Uh, CBD. Can you explain that? <clears throat> yeah, CBD is a, a, uh, it's a, a cannabinoid-like THC, uh, um, but is non-psychoactive. And in the last few years, CBD has emerged as uh, probably that magical something in some cannabis for some people sometimes that we can never quite put our finger on before. But now that we have lab analysis and the beginnings of some science, we're finding that CBD is a super potent anti-inflammatory. And it has, you say it has no psychoactive effects. So when the typical Grom on the streets picking up a sack somewhere or whatever he's doing, however he's getting his weed... Woo! Yeah, JJ's over here going, whoa, I'm just shaking my head, player. But we got to get down and dirty on the subject. Yeah. He's not buying something that's CBD. He's buying something that's THC, basically. For sure. They want okay. the, yeah, if you're getting CBD high, you want like the highest a, THC you can get your hands on. Right. And, which today... So to separate the two is all I was just trying to do. Sure, it. they're really apples and oranges. You, you light it, and you smoke it, okay, and you inhale it, or uh, there no. are the edibles and the tinctures... Correct. But you eat it or use drops. Correct. Yeah, it could be vaporized or in a tincture, yep. use sublingually, so you don't have to be putting burning plant material in your lungs like the old days. But I, I have, you know, I, I come from a long history of uh, cannabis involvement at the beach and, and surfing. And when I was first coming into it in the late 70s, early 80s, I was a trestles guy. And a lot of the old crew were essentially uh, smugglers. And, and weed guys by profession. And before the surf industry, the global surf industry, decided to locate in San Clemente, make trestles <laughs> there, the trestles their town, home base. Upper's Hut was their local hangout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I know for, sure. for me, when I was young, and I ran from all my problems. My problems were home-related with the family. If I didn't make a couple classes at school because I ditched, I knew my old man was going to come down on me when I came home, so I would just dig out for the next couple days. Where did I go and I hide? It was at Uppers because I knew I could get high. I didn't oh, have well, the well, money to on, even... But you could surf that right, too. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is a great I way, but I should have hey, been... Hold on, right. hold on. I just want to throw it out there. Not to throw the Uppers crew under the bus. No, not even. I'm pretty sure every beach was people getting high. Yeah. 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 All so, the yeah. beaches. I'm going to have the Uppers guy sure. come down on me and go, hey, cave, you're fired. But the fact is that, you know, it was kind of a, yeah. you know, Dino, like the, McElroy, like there's a lot of guys yeah. down there, that, but it was definitely, a, but, you know, I mean, you could get, and, and well, it, I guess it, it is fair anywhere. to say when you went to Coppins, was, it probably wasn't happening as much there as it was at Uppers. At Uppers. There was debilitating, I had debilitating effects on my behavior, for sure, Such back as? then. For um, the smoking weed? Sure, because I should have been achieving academic goals. I should have stayed on the path of being an athlete, you know, learning words like what does strength and conditioning mean? Yes. What are what does diet mean? If I'd have yeah. been a little bit more focused back then, yeah. instead of so wired up on everything I was putting in my system, I could have been a better athlete. And I was strung out when I was seventeen and a half. On on what? Marijuana. 
was the okay. drug of choice. Okay. Alcohol was second at the parties okay, at night. Yeah, absolutely. And then that led down the gateways of cocaine and hallucinogens and mm-hmm. other stuff I was pumping into my system on a daily basis. Would it be fair to say, you know, the common term of uh, that the use of marijuana is a gateway drug? Do you believe that? I absolutely believe it can, but that's through personal choice. Right. Just like alcohol can be a gateway drug. I so like agree. sniffing model glue can be a gateway drug. Whatever triggers your addicted be. personality, yes. it's your choice which way you're going to sail your ship in life. Have you ever known anyone that, that, say, for instance, back in the day got involved with smoking weed and, and that actually never did really go the gateway route and just kind of said, yeah, I smoked some weed? I didn't. I never I never even tried any of the white stuff at all, ever once. And... and uh, uh, pretty much stuck to cannabis. Wasn't a big drinker, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, at the parties and stuff, especially back in our day. I mean, we're yeah, all from the same generation, yeah. and it was yeah. on in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, JJ, yeah. Reverend JJ, Reverend JJ, yeah. Unsurf talk show. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, would it be fair to say that you, uh, having admitted today to a little bit of usage of marijuana in your pre-Reverend days, that did that ever lead you to any other uh, gateway situations? Not at all. I was never into. To weed, I drank and did coke and ended up on crack, and so you know that that's the route that I went. I was destined for that. Um, so you, know, you went that route. Addict. Weed wasn't even involved. We had absolutely no gateway. What I didn't start with weed. I never liked weed. I never I never used it in any way, shape, or form. And uh, other wow. than a little experimentation. So for me to say it's a gate, no, that was not the gateway. I, I think the, the biggest gateway these days is. Uh, the uh, all the prescription opiate uh, abuse that's going oh, on. Oh man, pills. let's so come back to that. Really let's hold that thought for just a sec. Let's we do, do have to go to a commercial break here. And Gosh, uh, did that happen already? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. All right, we're back with the sickest talk show on the planet Surf Talk Show with Reverend JJ and the Doctor. And we're here with our illustrious guests, Brent Euler, John Brower, and of course, my JJ. partner, JJ. Reverend JJ. Reverend JJ. So, you know, I wanted to ask, uh, we're having this really, really unique conversation today about the use of marijuana in and how it relates to our culture and our sport, you know? And I'd like to say, like, did you think there's anyone, you guys, think there's anyone on tour today, 2015, as competitive as it is, is there anyone that's, you know, just burning down the house? No, I don't see how anybody would be able to keep up with the new... On the tour? I mean, there's definitely no one that I know of. I think they have a drug policy on the tour now. Mm. Yeah. I think if an athlete gets hurt and blows his knee out, yeah, he might have to take some painkillers, some opiates, but that's prescribed by his doctor, and he's going to get through that stuff with the best doctors that are out there for him. Because he's got the money to seek that Yeah, because they test. They test? Yeah, they didn't test back in the day. So marijuana would come up on the test? Uh, if they're testing for it. I mean, they have to test for marijuana. They don't just do some random test yeah. and whatever comes I up. Think I think it comes up. They, I think they do it, obviously, for PEDs, performance enhancement drugs, for those of you Which is my people. question, really. <laughs> yes. Is marijuana, because I've always laughed at this, like, is it a performance enhancement drug? Because I personally think it's possibly psycho. It makes you think psychoactively, like yeah. John was saying. When you're on a surf trip somewhere, you yeah. know... All of a sudden, you take a rip. Maybe it gets a little more cartoon land or whatever. But, yeah. but really, in competitive surfing, is because I, I don't see it as well. Here's the thing that I think that it would do. Here's the effect: Does it performance enhance to you, the person that's high on it? Yes, it's enhancing their performance. They or they think they're doing way better than they it, are. Does it enhance their performance, or does it enhance their perception? It enhances of their the perception it, 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 of their performance. But I don't. I've never perception. seen anyone go out. Uh, and, and do way better and serve better than they do when they're not. Although they might say they might think they dude, are. It, dude, might be more enjoy- it might be more enjoyable. It might be. It might I, be. I don't but know. But from a competitive standpoint, yeah, I'd probably agree with you guys. I think it probably slows you down a bit and puts you in your own little space and maybe not thinking so much about the judges, but your own sensations and feelings. And I, I can. I, I just want to share one thing. I can remember the last day. That I smoked marijuana. How long ago was that? Um, kind of a long that, time. No, right? that was 1984. I was, was at Trestles. 31 years ago. 31 years ago was the last time I lit a joint to my mouth. Awesome. Wow. I had a big bag of weed. It was Thai. Thai yes. bud. 31 years I ago. I spent like Good $120 stuff. on a big sack. I wish I had I the seeds. I was down at Trestles. <laughs> and... Um, my life came to an end that day. You died? No. Oh. I stayed at the beach all day long and continually smoked weed and surfed trestles. And at the end of the day, I came in at low tide. No. 
I had I people that helped me get rid of that weed yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. That, However, yeah. I know that when, when I came in on the rocks. When I came in that day, I don't know whether you call it a personal awakening, a spiritual awakening, but I smashed my brand new surfboard on the rocks. And I just knew something had to come to an end that day the way I was living my lifestyle. And it changed. And I left the beach with my fins and I left my board in the trash can. I've not burdened weeds since then. Kind of a cathartic moment in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Awesome. I just had 25 years with no alcohol on April 22nd. Congratulations. Now, if I look back at things like that, was alcohol the gateway drug for me? I can't really pinpoint it in my own life. Because they were both intertwined at the they same time. They were intertwined at the same time when I was 12 yeah. or 13 yeah. and started dabbling in this mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Around this community and running around with my friends. And yeah. It's fair to say if we could influence the kids today, we'd say, you know what? Hold back on trying that when you're a kid. Yeah, you know? It's yeah. not yeah. worth it. Try it when you're a man. I agree. Yeah. That's you about the age I started. You have a job. You're done yeah. with your training yeah. of whatever Definitely college or whatever. Yeah. That's about the age I started experimenting with it, too. And uh, I definitely went through periods of uh, abuse of it. It, uh, it probably wasn't benefiting me uh, in the big picture. Um, and uh, in hindsight, yeah, I probably should have either been more moderate in my use during those early years or, or pushed it off a few years and and uh, concentrated more on my education at the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially in today's hyper-competitive uh, world we live in. I mean, Orange County and California are a completely different place now. I mean, you used to be able to rent a house within biking distance of trestles for 600 bucks, split <laughs> between three guys, and uh, you could make it being like a normal uh, hammer swinging guy or glassing boards or doing yeah, things. Definitely and you could, yeah, and you could yeah, still yeah, do yeah, surf trips world. and you still had fresh boards when you needed them, and it, it wasn't quite so. Uh, uh, so competitive, and today, uh, for today's kids to be able to live at the beach and enjoy the surfing lifestyle and get the most out of uh, their ocean pursuits, you got to make a bunch of money. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it seems like it. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not easy if you're loaded all day. I mean, I guess if they're growing the weed, I mean, maybe that you know they've got a good profitable business there. Even that's changed. It's not the golden goose it used to be. Even yeah. that's kind of turned into a grind. I just know that if you make the wrong choices, it can take. It can take away from the joy and the pleasure of enjoying Mother Ocean. Yes. Yeah. That's what happened to Absolutely. me when I was 17 and a half. The joy was gone. There was vainfulness. There was ego. I had six months be- before I was going to turn pro. It was important to me. Yeah. You know? I had yeah. Jimmy Hogan as a coach. He was yeah. guiding me. Yeah. But I was out putting the wrong things in my system to take me away from getting those sponsorships. And Jimmy always was, to speak of Jimmy Hogan, always was more of a kind of a jock surfer. He was on it. He was a CIF wrestling athlete. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He Full was strength athlete. and conditioning. And Full at the athlete. time when he almost had everyone else on the tour around him at that time were just high. Heads. They were gone. freaking gone. Yeah. Let's go with yeah, Jimmy you know, was really focused. Name. Jimmy was always a very consummate, competitive freak to this day. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. incredible, you know. So I want to give a lot of respect to the people that were guiding people at that time given them yeah. that ex- you know Gosh, that that kind yeah. of that buzz to go hey guess what you know yeah these guys are ripping too but you know this is the path to follow so good on you jimmy and yeah rip, having, rip him up, having you know, that yeah. type of mentor when i was young that meant so much to me yeah because within six months after getting my body detoxed through medical help at a hospital in an adolescent unit 
and going through all the withdrawals from everything I'd put in my system for so many years as a young person. Which was fair to say, it wasn't really just like the use of alcohol and marijuana with possibly there was a compilation of everything going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I had to get my head straight and get yeah. it out of my system. Yeah. And I remember looking up at the sky one day and seeing the sky was blue and the clouds were vibrant and white yeah. <laughs> and the yellow daisy flowers were glowing yeah. and I wasn't high. Yeah. I was sober for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. I lived in the darkness. Yes. And then the joy came back. The fire came back. Mm-hmm. I got to turn pro and things were cool. Yes. And I, totally I was understand. hungry to surf contests every Single weekend. Yeah. On the PSAA, getting out of town for four days. Well, they don't call it a natural high for nothing, you know. I mean, I can totally relate. Like, I went went through a period as a a young teenager where I was very in. I smoked everything known to man and dropped LSD and did, you know, just a lot of stuff. And I got away from that at 16 years old. Like, I, I totally walked away from everything at 16 years old. And I remember my friends coming up to me afterward. I weighed 140 pounds, and within three months, I weighed 165 because I turned on to just eating good and exercising, which to this day, I'm still involved in, yeah. you know, and uh, thank God. But I remember my friends coming up to me after that where I said, hey, I love you guys, but I'm going to walk a different way. And now, and they'd come up to me once in a while and go, hey, Kevin, you want to go get high? And I would just look at them almost baffled and go, you know, I'm, I feel so high, like I'm getting high on oxygen, and I believe that everything in your body responds to oxygen. Oxygen is the key to, you know, your life. It's oxygen, right? Yeah. So I would think every time I would smoke or do anything that was, you know, involved in something supposedly to get high, really what it made me do was feel like I went low. Yeah. I felt like I had <laughs> less oxygen. physical hindrance. Cutting the oxygen. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the more oxygenation, and my message is about oxygenation, is the more high I will get. So yeah. I look at these guys and think, wow. You don't look high to me. You look low. You look bummed. You look low energy. And then, I mean, whatever. I'm kind of gifted with energy. But the fact is that I would just feel like I'm going to go run six, ten miles and get really high because I would suck in all this oxygen into my body, into my lungs, and into my brain, into my blood. And so I'm here to say, you know, do what you're going to do. I'm not a preacher. I'll leave that to to, uh, Reverend JJ. But truthfully, (laughs) if especially for kids coming up, for people on the tour, anyone doing anything athletically and trying to reach your best, you know, do what you're going to do. But I really think if you go after the natural way, if you just go full-blown train, eat good, focus, and go after it like animalistically, I think if you smoke weed personally, it takes some of that fire, like John was saying, it takes some of that fire away and doesn't make you think about it. doesn't make you as aggressive. Yeah. You're kind of no, like, you're, not as aggressive. You're, you're more timid. You know, yeah. you're just more peaceful. Peaceful is good. It but good. I'm just saying probably not in a heat and probably yeah. not when you're trying to be a world champion or any, you're trying to win at any sport, football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport, you know, not just surfing. So, you know. What comes in that, again, coming back to moderation and all things, like, yeah, if you're going to be a competitive athlete, it's probably something you don't even need to want to moderate. I mean, it's something. Yeah. Look, if you're on a trip on some other side of the world off season, and you're out in yeah. Tahiti, for instance, on an island that maybe is loaded with weed on it, and you're <laughs> just <laughs> taking advantage. You better drink the and common take smoke advantage weed, of that. Which island is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the common's from Fiji, uh, but uh, yeah, he's referring to. We're not going to get the story we had on a previous show where. Shane and I talked about one of our trips to Tahiti was kind of a unique cosmic experience. But the fact is that that even then, even then, Shane would be quoted as saying, you know, 
I mean, he made it as far as number two. Yeah. Dino was quoted as saying, if you smoke, you lose. You don't yeah. win. Okay. Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, Shane would probably definitely agree that, you know, it probably, you know, wouldn't have hurt things yeah. if he would have just said, let me, wipe, let me just take that away for a while and just get pissed. Yeah. I don't want to speak for Shane, but I'm pretty sure that's true. And I think that that's kind of something we should just put it at, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, it's just like popping pills, man. Is that going to help you in a heat? I mean, come on. Nope. No? I don't think so. Even if it's, uh, unless, yeah, unless oh, it's HGH yeah, or something. No. <laughs> well, back to yeah. the, to the uh, well, we'll, you know what we'll do when we get back, we'll hit pain management really? and, and we'll hit the, the opposite of the pain, the gateway kind of. The, the crossover of pain management into opiates and, and some of the Reverend other. JJ is going to be talking about pain management because after we go to break, I'm going to rip his throat out and he's got oh, a lot of pain uh, to talk about, <laughs> mister. Anyway, thanks for joining. We'll be back in a few. And I believe we're about to be out to a break. And, and call us. Should be give us off. a call. Guys, feel free to call in. Please give us a call. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network wherever you go in addition to listening live you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts discover new talk show personalities add shows to your list of favorites and listen to all our show archives on demand all from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. We are broadcasting from the Phoenix Studios at VoiceAmerica.com. Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man is the show that you are listening to. And joining me today is Sean Morley from the WWE, otherwise known as... Val Venus, the big Val Boski. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also got a third identification as well. He Absolutely. is Captain Cannabis. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. Um, we're back with the sickest talk show on the planet. JJ here with the Cave Doctor. And I, uh, Thank you very much. I have half a throat. <laughs> the other half got ripped out during the break. So let's talk about pain management. How's pain throat management. Uh, my throat's hurting. Do you have anything for me? What do you got there? Uh, 800 I, I do know throat. that there are specifics because my <laughs> it, it brings up a pretty hot topic because I, I've got personal family that, that has the, 
the marijuana addiction and has a legal card and it's it's debilitated. Their life's gone downhill because of it. That's the one thing they're into all the time is getting the hot, getting the good weed, getting the good stuff, going and having they, they get it delivered at their house. I mean, you make a call to Santa Ana, boom, someone drops it off if you have your card. Sure. And and my grandmother is very upset about that because she has friends legitimately with major medical cancer issues. and medical issues. And the price is being driven through the roof because if you could get a $150 doctor's note or a card or whatever it is, you guys would know. Uh, I mean, if you get that, then you get access, and then it drives the price up. And then, and then someone that legitimately needs it because, let's face it, a kid that's 18 in high school doesn't legitimately need it. He's using it to get high. Nine out of ten times. I'm not saying there's ones that aren't. I, I'm excluding. The high school kids? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Any, anyone excluding that's using it for other than recreational uses mm -hmm. is using it. They're abusing it. They're using it to they get They are abusing it. Well, they're the drug seekers. You're saying you're kind of categorically defining the difference between recreational usage and, and medical. actual medical usage. Yeah, right? actual medical use. Okay. Not someone that just wants to get high to be high. And sure, there's going to be some instances. I'm not bagging everyone getting high. I'm not saying, hey, you guys are all going to hell. That's not the point. I'm saying you're recreational. You do judge us like that. Well, you're going to hell. But anyways, <laughs> but, but anyways, the, 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 the point being that it's. <laughs> I might be too. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Well, I'm a preacher's kid. I know how this all goes down. Yeah, My old man's a minister. How'd that work out for you? He can work it out great. Yeah. In rehab at 13. Love my dad. Sober by 16. God, yeah. I love your dad too. And uh, and so the point is, what do you got for well, me on that it, argument? Because it, it, it's it's definitely I, I get my grandma's point. It's like the prices are driven up for the real whatever kind you have to get, you know, to, for for the patients that need it. But I do think there has been recent changes in the C. What is sure, the CBD? Sure, sure. The strain. Okay, so there's some. Now it's that's a whole different type. That now it, it's the cannabis stuff that. Well, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of the yeah. high level, referenced something THCs. a few seconds ago. Ibuprofen. I don't know. You just brought it up, and apparently CBD is twenty times more powerful. Anti-inflammatory. Yes. Yeah, as an anti-inflammatory, CBD. But it doesn't help with the effects. You don't get high. It's no, not, you, don't you don't get, get high. high. That's you why don't I said no psychoactive behavior. Let's let the CBD is know. actually anti-high. If you take CBD before THC. You can't get high off the THC for like a good three hours after taking CBD because it bonds to our cannabinoid receptors and won't let the THC bond for a while. And uh, as far as pain management, um, like lately within the CBD world, um, the big news is a lot of people are coming off of long-term opiate abuse by incorporating CBD into their lives. Wow. Because of their pain management and being prescribed pills by doctors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a more benign way of pain management than, say, prescription opiates. And Are there uh, any negative side effects to it yet, the CBDs? I mean, is there no, anything? No, it's got anti-cancer properties. Are they getting into trouble? Are they, no, no. Because they're not getting high. They're not getting a, a, you, a stoned effect. People just who are getting involved in the use of CBD are not coming at it because they want to we're not trying to get high. Totally different thing. It's an absolutely powerful. I mean, isn't it that true that That's apparently the government has like all yeah, the U.S. federal government has thirteen new patents on CBD. Wow. And so uh, the yeah. the med is truly medical end of the weed thing is about to get hijacked by big business and kind of well, taken out of like the hands of us old surf guys. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and there is something very real there and like. Uh, Briefly, my own personal story is, 
like I said, I picked up a bunch of injuries as a young kid. And uh, so when my family moved to San Clemente, about 12 years old, and I first uh, uh, tried uh, cannabis for the first time, it was super magical for me on several levels. Like spiritually, I, I wasn't angry. And, and emotionally, I was comfortable in my own skin and able to kind of smell the roses. And physically, I wasn't in agony from these injuries I'd already picked wow. up. Yeah. And in hindsight, about you know, six years ago or so, when we very first had the ability to lab test for CBD in the state of California, that very first time I was able to try known CBD, it transported me right back to when I was 12, 13 years old, tried, tried it for the very first time, and in hindsight, my very first marijuana experience, it must have had CBD in it. And I think I spent a lot of my life kind of chasing that dragon and learning to love THC along the way. And, uh, you know, over the years, I uh, definitely blew some opportunities along the way by being too stoned. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But had you just stuck to the CBD aspects of it instead of the THC aspects of it, would that have still... Would you have still been? You wouldn't have been still too stoned, but you still would have had all those positives that you just talked about. Possibly, but it wasn't possibly. available then. Yeah, we, we were we were clueless about it at the okay. time. We were just okay. I mean we were smoking whatever we could get our hands on, and and uh, but even now, I mean, the CBD isn't really like a sit down roll a joint with your buddies thing. It's a much different kind of thing. Yeah, it's really kind of apples and oranges to THC. I mean, it it's like it's, yeah. it's much more of a tincture. It's, it's, it's a more it's, disciplined daily routine. Yeah, it's like a, your doctor prescribed you, yeah. you know, some sort of uh, pain medication. It's along those lines. It's not really to sit around with your buddies and get high. And so, the, you know. And I hear that, it, I mean, it can be as elaborate as some of it is specifically for calming you down. Some of it's specifically for anti-inflammatories and some of it specifically to help you sleep yeah sure cbd yes. with melatonin and it helps you sleep during the night yeah you can another... stay away from the opiates and the pills you used to yes. take before as a sleep for a good night for you which is doing what for your liver absolutely no good at all yes yeah and there's another cannabinoid called cbn that uh is super sleep inducing if you guys remember the old days when you get like imported stuff that had been shipped in high heat or something and and you had that dull, groggy, uh, kind of easily confused, not really high, but just kind of dull. Yeah. Uh, that is <laughs> CBN, not the, CBN. Not the soaring creative high of THC, not the anti-inflammatory of CBD, but CBN is being looked at now by uh, the research community uh, as a sleep aid. And uh, there's a couple big uh, pharmaceutical outfits that are trying to patent it as such right now. Wow, that's that's really good. So I mean, that's know, fascinating. You it's, know, the more the more you educate yourself, and the more that you see, the more you understand about this subject. Yes. And sometimes you have to put yourself in that situation. We've all been in the situations where people are lighting up a joint and hanging out, using it as recreational use. Mm -hmm. And if you educate yourself more, for example, personally, I did visit a dispensary a few months ago, and I sat in there for a little bit over an hour with a soda pop. Because I wanted to see what the environment was like. And this is where people were receiving their renewals for their mm -hmm. California State Medicinal okay. Certificate to get their medical marijuana. Medical marijuana. Okay. And there's also drug seekers in that room that I noticed as well. Now, majority of the people in the room the day I was there were new patients 
and a handful of those patients were over 55 years old. Yeah. Now, yeah. these smart full people out there, full-grown adults, career professional people with families and everything, yes. making it happen, if they're in there seeking this kind of medical help, then there has to be a positive green light yeah. to what is going on out there for yeah. medicinal. I, I saw war veterans in there. Yeah, no, sure. I saw war veterans in their yeah. 70s yeah. that were flamboyant about their conversation and not holding about back what they thought sure. about the government. They were. I heard over heard two men speaking about, you know, well, if I do this and then I got to drive down to the supermarket because my wife needs some groceries and I get pulled over, am I getting pulled over from being under the influence of medicinal marijuana? California law says, yeah, you are. Yeah, you can. And you can be in trouble for that. You still can operate. It's just like alcohol. You yeah. can't do it while, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. like a DUI. Yeah. yeah Driving under the thing, influence. You know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to say that as a full-grown adult, you have the right, and I believe in this, to be able to choose, to be able to uh, get your marijuana card and go uh, smoke or intake marijuana for your own reasons as a full-grown adult, that's up to you. And I believe that a world or a country or a state or a county or a city or a town that says, you can't do that, but it's legal to be able to go get, you know, all kinds of crazy opiate pills, all kinds of, you know, it just, I feel that that's a strange world. And that really becomes down to where it's more probably about money yeah. for, the, for the system. But yeah, I believe we live in a country that's based on the concept of freedom and freedom of choice. You know, and I like the idea that each state can choose their path. So if you want to live in Texas, where if you get caught for like say a quarter ounce of weed, you can do thirty years in prison, sure. <laughs> or you but you can legally have uh, you know loaded gun racks. You yeah. can have a loaded oh, yeah. shotgun. All your ammunition. Now, if you if you are aligned with that thought process, then it's beautiful that you live in the state of Texas, yeah. right? State of Texas. I don't. But in the state of California, for instance, as an example, you know where you can't walk, you can't have a loaded shotgun in your in your gun rack, yeah. right? But you can decide to, as an adult, you know, seek out and achieve to be able to smoke marijuana on some sort of legal medical way. And I like the idea that the union of states isn't federalized to the point where one power that be tells all 50 states. I like the idea that it's personal choice and each state has the right to pursue their path. And the individuals have a right to then move to those states that more align with their conservative or liberal views because who am I or you or anyone to tell you what that should be? So with that said, I mean, it's, it's kind well, of a personal pretty, choice. Let's yeah, put it that way. Personal choice, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think when we were all coming up, you know, we're all solidly middle-aged here at this point. But when we were coming up in the 70s and 80s, uh, cannabis was a pretty scary thing. And it was seen as quite rebellious. And it could get you in real trouble real oh, yeah. fast. And once the local PD started figuring out you were the stoner guy, your life was miserable. Yeah, once the local towns. high school principal or VP found out it was in your shorts or in, then they were looking in your locker. Sure, sure. And today, I don't know if it's even seen as really that rebellious, and I don't even know if today's kids are... Burning that much. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there's a bunch of studies out recently where in the states that have had medical marijuana the longest and the new recreational states, they're watching teen use drop off dramatically like it's not even cool anymore. Hmm. It's, for old, it's for old broken guys. <laughs> well, yeah, old broken women. Well, there you have it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I 
I still, I, when you say adult, define adult, um, because 18 is not an adult in my book, the, a kid that's still in high school that can start dealing with all his friends because he's got his oh, card. Let's go, go with the analogy of being 21. 21 and be able to purchase a drink at the bar. Yeah, 21, yeah. go to the bar. Going into the store no, and buy a six-pack. I always have an issue with this. So at 18, you can go get killed for your country. Yeah. Right. Here's but you can't shoot just like smoke a joint. Yeah. That you can go get killed and defend a war that you might not even understand? I don't know, man. Yeah. If no, you have the right to take your own life and go take other lives, probably have the right to smoke a joint. Well, yeah. They're gonna now, do I agree with whether or not you're mature enough? Yeah. Legal, I don't know. That's that. personal. I, I, I think I, some personal. kids at 18 are extremely mature. Some. some kids aren't even mature at 30. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard to quantify, but you do have to set a line somewhere and say, yeah. here's before and here's after. If it was me, I, I would think it would be 21, but I would think it would be 21 to go to war, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Honestly, absolutely. I don't I think know when you're 18, you know whether or not you really want to go fight the good fight. I don't even know if you know what the good fight's about. I don't even know if there's a good fight left anymore. Well, sometimes the good wow. fight is... <laughs> sometimes the good <laughs> fight good. in a soldier is, is doing what his family genealogy has done as big well. Time. Grandpa, yeah. Great-grandpa was in the war. Oh, big time. Uncle was yeah. in Vietnam. Your like, dad's a mechanic. Now you're a mechanic. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's what your dad did. Sure. So you're introduced to it, but still... I mean, that thought of like, when is it, when do you have the right time to have the power of choice, right? Where, what I want to just come back to and say all this, Kelly Slater, full circle here, right? Yeah. 11-time world champion, right? 43 years old, currently in round four let's, NJ Bay. Let's, okay? yeah, let's And the guy, doesn't, the guy doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink. I'm not saying he's never, you know, had one puff or he's never had a yeah, taste of a beer. But he's known to be a very clean living individual. Yep. Very clean. Very clean. Very All positive role model. Very spiritual aspect yeah. of things. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So well, let's do let's this. Just, you know, let's, All the guys. Let's, talk to the doctor. let's take a break and come back and let's continue with the Kelly Slater because there was a, there was a moment in history this week that uh, he took out brother. As 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 sad as it it made all of and us, you it was saw very very close from brother. <laughs> and brother demolished his board. And uh, anyways, we'll come back to that. Let's let's go ahead and go to a break and come back to some exciting surf talk on surf talk show. And call us or I'll hunt you down or throw up. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. Let's talk about Bay, the recap uh, of this week's contest that's going on down there, which is absolutely unbelievable. Slater just I mean... Oh, well, do you remember my call a week or two ago, Reverend J.D.? Do you I, remember my call? I do. I think you Thank said you something much. about Slater winning. Well, we were asking the panel, like, uh, who do you think's coming up? Who's going to do... Where are we at? Who's going to win the title? Whatever. And I was like, well, well hello. He's lasted a bunch of heats, fourth round, though, and uh, and then lost the next the next heat. So yeah. I'm uh, still hopeful. I'm on your side. I want him to I'm win. Saying, I thought he I was going to come in hotter, J.B. So what happened? took out brother. What brother happened with the was, Brother was landing massive air reverses and doing... I mean, that was a close... Close heat, yeah. and I mean, you could sense that. That well, you could, well, you could just sense it. Wave. You could see yeah. it came down to the final wave. Yeah. Brother obliterated with his fist first the nose of his board, right. and then evidently it's all over social media. Annihilated oh, the rest of his board, and it's yeah. like you know, he's frustrated. He's passionate. Can you blame him? I'd be frustrated I too. I think I, mean, he gets I, a draw I think that's slater. a healthy outlet. So oh, he's, I a, he he's a healthy athlete yeah. on the tour, representing major sponsorship. He's a very professional young man. Yep. Guided and coached by one of the best dads there is. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. Have any of us in this room ever been to J-Bay? And if not, I need to go because it's named after me. Would Jeffrey. You? Jeffrey's Bay. And you I haven't been there, mister? And go. I haven't been. And I'm pissed. Why don't you get a job? I'm the going. The reason I haven't gone there uh, <laughs> I do need is to because when I travel the globe, which I've you know done quite a bit, I usually go to places where I don't have to bring a full suit. So the reason that I haven't gone to J-Bay is Amen. because basically, you know, when I get on a plane, I'm trying to go trunk it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And as much as I love the look of that wave, oh right, and I really, really would like to go hug all those huge sharks there. Yeah. I'd love to go have a That'd hugging session with all those and massive sharks. get an ice cream headache on the way out. Yeah. I mean, it's just not my thing. So I love the look of the wave. But if you can find me a J-Bay that's a right, that's warm water with, without too many people out, I got a one-way ticket there, mister, and you'll never see me again. Yeah, well, sure. as Matt Archibald says, the women's surfing tour is sure taken off this week at J-Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Archie. He's the referencing last week when we were on the show and someone mentioned the WSL, and Archie literally said, what's the WSL? What's that? Women's we're, surfing league? We started league? laughing. We thought oh, we that loved was it. gorgeous, right? And he goes, that's oh, what so is that, the, like the women's surf league or something? Yeah, go, that oh, was my so God, epic. he didn't even know. He doesn't even know. That that's job. so For cool. those of us who do... Yeah, it's a Let's phenomenal contest. Tune in. Of course, it doesn't start till about 10.30 at night. Uh, may not start tonight. If it doesn't tonight, it will be tomorrow. 10.30 at night? 10.30 oh, yeah. at night. It was up till 4 in the morning, coast. two nights Watching in a row. Yeah, it goes all Watching the way. The oh, it's insane. It's phenomenal. And I'm poised to win 
with my team of, of uh, I've got one guy, I've got four guys left in my fantasy team. Uh-huh. One in each of the four heats that's set up. That's the first time that's happened for me. So watch out, fantasy okay. surf guys. You know, kid doctor, I wanted down. to revamp on what you said about taking that surf trip and us being mid- middle-aged men and concerned about our I oxygen. I didn't say the middle-aged men, John. No, yeah. yeah, John. I, I was, you know, I'm older than all <laughs> you guys. I'm not 49, I'm 34. You never know. <laughs> but this next January, February will be my 12th time to Costa Rica. Ooh. 12 oh, years in a row where do you go? for 30 days. My where? CEO gives me 33 days off. Work. Where, where do you what go? Where do you go? You go to Caribbean side? I go, go down and say hi to Jimmy Hogan. Jimmy. Playa Hermosa, nice. and then I jump words. around the country. Yes, nice. and I choose Costa Rica because it's healthy, peaceful. It's healthy, healthy. for me to eat the good food yep. there. The water's warm. The people are friendly. They are. I agree. I got no problem with it. No, I agree. I love that country. Yes, kidding? Thanks, John. I don't know. You know? <laughs> hey, speaking of Hogan, real quick, he was such a legend to all us in San Clemente, and like all of us. My God, growing up and like surfing with him in the eighties. I mean, he was just a paddle monkey. Oh yeah. And if you didn't know how Jimmy to do his, speak, you were yeah, yeah. Every and time. if you couldn't yeah. throw his head snap into your turn, you were nothing. <laughs> right? Is he still such a such a paddle monkey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's 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 got a camera lens on the beach, and if he yeah. doesn't have the camera lens in his hand, you better go hold it for him because he wants to go rip a couple rides up. Yeah, yeah. You better know how to shoot insane. him. That shot, shot of him on that him. twin fin that he showed us when we were at your yeah. house for the fights? Oh, my yeah, gosh. We, yeah, when he came over fins the out fights, yeah. carving this old-school twin <laughs> fin that oh was just insane. I think yeah. O'Keefe shaped it or something. Yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. So well, you guys well, want to it insane. You guys want to hear a cool surf story? Please. I got it. Here we go. Oxygenated fresh water. Fresh water oxygen. Oh, Hello. It was called Unsalted. I was doing creative marketing assignments for OP quite a few years back. Um, we had a great project, six athletes from Ocean Pacific Sunwear come in. And we spent the whole month of September in um, Grand Haven, Michigan, with a guy named Vince Doerr, who was the filmmaker for 30 years back there, shooting all the shots and lifestyles of Great Lake Surfing. This was a few surfing. years ago. Well, we had three, two full suits and spring okay. suits. Okay, yeah. no, you wanted to bring your booties, Lake you could. Michigan. I know. September. <laughs> September. 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 We started Ooh, in Sheboygan, Chandler. Wisconsin, at the Dairyland Classic Surf Festival. This is which a surf is trip to Sheboygan. Event. Sheboygan. Hello. Annual event, Labor Day weekend. We all ride bells and whistles. Opie sponsored Dairyland Classic Surf Festival. There was no fetch that weekend. No fetch? I was with Colin McPhillips. He was like third-time world champ longboard at the time, and Omar Echeverry from Santa Cruz. Okay. Young, hot, regular footer up there. Okay. And we did paddle races and had fun, skateboard on the boardwalk. Had a great time with all the people that were there, because that is where the masses of Great Lake surfers show up. Yeah, Sheboygan's it for them. So hang on. So you didn't oh, get oh. waves? I did get waves. <laughs> okay. You got waves. Because I'm going to need you to land yeah. that plane because we got about a minute left and I got to talk about wax track real quick. So okay. get on it. We get drive on. up to the UP. <laughs> up we went up to the Upper Peninsula because the fetch and the storm was going to hit. We all caravaned up there. Woke up in the morning. The sun came out, pulled up to Abbar uh, Peninsula, and there was 300 yard long rights oh. breaking like oh Malibu in fresh water. I do have pictures of that. Wider oh, boards to get the close to fresh water. I was four months out of yeah, a two hundred. We'll some of those on our website. I was four months. And here's my pitch. I was four months out of a two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollar titanium back surgery in my lower spine, Ooh. and I rode two waves that day. The longest wave I got, I got out on the beach. Each wave was worth about a hundred and fifteen grand. <laughs> yep. 
looked on That's the sand, scary. and there was black bear footprints. Oh, wow. I heard some screeching oh. in the sky, and I looked up at the top of the tree line, and, and there was, was bald eagles flying around. Oh, wow. <laughs> that cool. was not in salt water. I've been on several. I've surfed all my life. Been around the world. But it was Michigan. Look, wait, look, that's insane. I mean, fresh I mean, it can happen anywhere in the world. Uh, wax track, thank you so much. It's a cool vinyl sheet you put on your board. It's got ways patterned on it. You, it makes the board look good. It's easy to take off. It bumps the wax up really well, which is why I Brit, beat Brett Euler in a 35-minute man. I'm on heat at Oh, my today. God. <laughs> some more. <laughs> and he had an 8.5. Promotion, shameless promotion. Shameless. Oh, Total Wax Track have some amazing stuff, and it's working really well. And so, uh, really appreciate them making this show possible for us. And thank uh, Voice America, and uh, thank and you guys God, for coming in today. And thank you guys for coming in for being so open and honest about it. Yeah, we all kind of got a little through, too honest you know, today. So, life. Thank you. Know. you. And uh, it's okay. We're here to set an example. Yeah, well, yeah. Either that or to be, you know, kicked in the nuts. You know, whatever yeah. happens. Stay it's oxygenated. Okay. Stay off the, the the crack. Get off the goop. <laughs> Take more collagen and turmeric. All right, okay. guys. Yeah. Woo! That's all we've got time for this week. Surf Talk Show can be heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join JJ and the Doctor next week. Until then, pull in deep and remember to stay stoked, my friends.